Hello and welcome to the IIMB podcast brought to you by the communication cell and student media cell of IIM Bangalore. The new podcast series aims to become a platform to discuss the latest business, economic, management and social issues that matter. The podcast will witness IIM Bangalore fraternity including but not limited to the faculty members, students and alumni provide their insights and perspectives to the topics and issues that surround us. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought a whole host of challenges and has caused business disruptions around the world. While big companies might have the resources to deal with the current crisis, it has put the survival of the startup ecosystem in India at stake. According to a survey by Nascom in May of 2020, around 60% of b2c startups were facing closure and 70% of startups had less than 3 months of cash runway to understand some of these challenges and how the startup ecosystem is adapting to these changes we have with us professor dalia mani from the entrepreneurship area at iim bangalore professor mani completed her phd from the university of minnesota and served as an assistant professor at hec paris before joining iim bangalore welcome professor mani to the iimb podcast it is a pleasure to have you here with us for this episode yeah thank you anandita thank you for uh, inviting me um, and for organizing this podcast series i think this is a great initiative to reach out uh, during these times of uncertainty so thank you for doing that professor as you know the coronavirus pandemic has impacted businesses globally and there has been an economic slowdown worldwide In a recently published article with Snida Sadri a PhD student at IIM Bangalore uh, you have mentioned that one of the traits that startup founders observed in them during this crisis was increased productivity could you please elaborate on that and maybe provide reasons which might have caused this shift this particular uh, project that you are talking about i think was uh, sort of the survey that we did interviews that we did with our uh, with uh, the nsr cell startup i think that's the one you're talking about so it was more for us to get a sense of where our startups are um and we we got some um, you know it was really interesting to talk to our startups and see how they are doing during our, during this covid time uh, and uh, how they are sort of uh, really trying to keep up their spirits right um so yeah we did find uh, we asked people uh, about their productivity how many hours uh, uh, they were able to how many hours of work uh, you know really uh, not not just uh, sort of um, the things that lead up to work but actual work uh, how many hours they were able to get uh, done uh, during this uh, lockdown time and uh, we found a significant uh, increase in their productivity uh, which was kind of surprising but then when we uh, talked to them a little bit more uh, it was clear that the reason was just because of the amount of time saved uh, uh, during travel right it's uh, it's one of the uh, issues of infrastructure that we have uh, which i think all of us know about but it was pretty stark when we saw the data and uh you know on average i think it was 3 or 4 hours more of work that uh, people were able to get done uh 
because they were saving on travel time so this just gives us a sense of the amount of man hours and productivity that we are losing in our country uh, because of our infrastructure problems right um so anyway that's a different and a longer conversation uh but one was the travel time the other was also um you know there's a lot of uh, quote unquote inefficient uh inefficiency in uh, face to face meetings right uh, there is you know general chit chat you go for coffee um or so that that sort of i don't know if we should call it inefficiency because those have important uh impacts on your on the quality of your relationships right uh but there's also meetings you know where uh, there's some amount of sort of um, red tape i guess right uh, so that also they were able to save on uh, so these were really the two main reasons why they saw productivity jump um the other uh, thing uh, the part of being socially isolated the good part right there's there's many negatives but the good part is that uh, you know you you don't get interrupted very often uh so that makes you uh, able to focus more especially if you're a startup founder and you need to sort of not just deal with the daily fires but also have a sort of a larger strategic view right and that kind of uh, strategic thinking sitting back and looking at how things are that actually requires lack of distractions and that was easier for founders during the lockdown time right uh so these were all the reasons why startups really uh were reporting increased productivity uh that was one of the things that they felt was positive about uh the lockdown period yes professor the survey conducted by you did provide us with a lot of insights we are seeing that work from home has kind of decreased the boundaries between work time and personal time leading to an increase in the number of hours i think that we work on a particular day Professor generally in a startup work culture is collaborative with an emphasis on free and open face to face communication what impact do you think that social isolation and work from home has had on the startup culture yes this is a very important uh, question you're raising because uh, you know there as i mentioned there's some positives right it allows you to focus there are less distractions uh, mentor meetings are richer because uh, mentors are not distracted with the next meeting you're not distracted because there's someone right behind you right uh, so so all of all of those things are the positives but uh, there are clear negatives so we did find that uh, founders reported an uptick in con- conflict uh right uh, because um uh you know prior research shows this actually the more the the less touch there is between you and the person you are talking to right so a face to face is the highest touch right you can see the person uh you can hear them you can see the surroundings the context that you are in and they are in right Uh, so conflicts are least the the possibility of misunderstanding is least uh, as you go lower down in terms of the number of different senses that are involved so if it's only audio uh, uh, so video plus audio is better than only audio and text message is uh, uh, even worse in terms of the number of different cues that you're getting right from the person you're talking to uh, and so the problem with 
social isolation is that it really reduces the number of cues you're getting and so in terms of co-founder relationships uh, we did uh, find a couple of cases when we were interviewing that we um, uh, 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 who reported uh, sort of an uptick in conflict right um, because you're texting people and that's always you know the the uh, number of misunderstandings is likely to be more right than if you are actually having a coffee with them and discussing with them where you can see their facial expressions and the tone of voice and all of that right um uh, so yeah so the recommendation you know is uh, even during uh, social isolation uh, the more uh, sort of uncertain the con- conversation is the more potential for conflict uh, avoid low touch uh, mechanisms such as text uh, right the that that that, that does uh, make things uh, more problematic the other issue which is even larger is that uh, startup founders are operating in extremely uncertain environments right uh, even even when there's no uh, covid situation going on um it really helps to have other startup founders around you they might not be your co-founders but who are working on other projects who have similar interests it really helps to be able to talk to them to be around such people right and social isolation uh, reduces the opportunities for doing that um uh, i mean nsrcel has done a really great job actually the team at nsrcel to try and organize many 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 different webinars breakout rooms so that we can somehow make up for it right but it's not it's never as good as really being in person right uh, so yeah so these are these are the sort of the uh, cons of social isolation and these are big cons definitely I think online collaboration software and tools have facilitated these interactions although virtually professor the economic slowdown that we are currently witnessing has caused some big name companies to take drastic measures and cut costs companies like uber zomato oyo and ola to name a few have already downsized their workforce do you think this will have an impact on how startups attract new talent in the future yeah yeah that's a that's an interesting question uh, i think we we might see an uptick of uh, people wanting to start their own companies um uh, because of exactly the reason you mentioned um in terms of startups attracting talent that could also be but you know one uh, you know I, the caveat to that is what you have to keep in mind is that working in a startup being a part of the startup world being a part of the startup culture it's actually quite quite different from working in an established company right uh, so the skills don't always translate um so so it will require some amount of unlearning right and letting go of things that you are used to things ways of thinking uh, which you need to sort of unlearn and then uh, learn a new right uh, so yes i think uh, it's possible uh, but i think we have to sort of keep these caveats in mind yes professor uncertain times will definitely bring new opportunities for people to start their own venture but professor we are currently facing a very tough business environment where founders are pretty anxious about how they will pay salaries and bills 
what are some of the things that can firstly help these startups maintain a steady workforce and secondly keep employees motivated yeah that's a tough one you know startup founders themselves our interviews with them you could see the ups and downs in their moods and you know um uh and uh, how difficult it is to sort of keep an even keel given the uncertainty of the startup life uh there's so much of excitement but there's also you know the excitement goes with the down periods right uh and then add covid to the mix uh, right uh, so we could see startup founders themselves struggling with it and many people sort of uh, are saying what kind of co- coping uh, strategies they use right um, you know thing uh, many different coping strategies that different people mentioned about how they manage this up and down right uh and then on top of that it's more, uh, the complication is also that you have to sort of uh, be able to manage uh, your employees um, and a lot of startup founders their biggest biggest worry was how do we pay our employees you know how do we make sure that uh, these are people who are relying on us and how do we make sure that we we take care of them right uh so this is this was a big worry um i think uh the recognition uh that uh, employees need to be motivated uh, uncertainty can have a really paralyzing effect on people uh so the so the first important thing is the recognition that uncertainty has this effect on people and um recognizing it and that that i think is the first big step because if you have a founder you're working with who recognizes this issue that itself goes a long way uh towards making you feel welcomed and, and supported right uh, the other i would say I, i would go back to research um on on uh, startup founders and employees uh, uh the research on this shows that um a sacrifice uh, matters right so when you see when you have such a small team right uh, if the uh, the main founder um uh, has sort of um you know very explicitly uh, puts in effort resources right uh, that has a very strong effect on how much of uh, resources and effort the other founders and and the other employees put in right uh, so so this is very different from our typical self interested kind of a model which might work fine in a large organization right uh but when you're a small team uh it's really you have to think about a sports team right uh, that's i think the right analogy where people really have to come together and sort of uh work on a goal together and that can be extraordinarily fun right uh so so the, the these things matter uh recognition support from the co-founders um uh when the employees can see clearly that the co-founders themselves are uh putting themselves on the line um uh that can that can have a great effect on uh, morale Professor you talked about how startups are adopting different coping strategies as you know the lockdown has restricted mobility for all of us but startups are associated with having to hustle a lot and be on the move to drive business growth how are startups dealing with this has there been an uptick in their move to digital 
and lastly how will this have a specific impact on startups which bootstrap and try to continue business growth with low amounts of investments yes i mean these are all very interesting important questions that you're raising um uh you know with uh, customers suppliers uh face to face i mean it depends on the business model that you have right um uh, face to face is less important in a more saas type uh business uh but if you have some kind of a b2b very high touch kind of a business uh then you know it 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 really is uh, a problem right um especially because uh given the uncertainty established businesses are simply not making decisions about new contracts new projects right uh, a lot of that is kind of frozen right uh so so then so the best you can hope for at this point is to continue existing customers and to make sure that you don't lose those right um and i've seen some really innovative interesting ideas founders are you know great when it comes to difficult situations right uh, it seems to bring out the best in uh, founders so um you know innovative ways of sort of uh, reaching customers um uh, and also a lot of pivoting right so among the nsrc startups we spoke of almost everybody was thinking about okay how can we do whatever parts of our current business is uh, uh, is uh, offline how can we sort of recreate that or maybe even make it better in the online world right uh, because online does offer some uh, advantages so how can we recreate it in the online world or uh how can we pivot in such a way that we take into account the new reality right if we assume that this whole covid thing a vaccine is going to come into the picture maybe a year down the line and be fully available two years down the line um and maybe even let's say even if uh, uh somehow this blows over much quicker it could have lasting effects on the way we do business right um and so uh, a, a number of the startups that we talked to were really thinking about how do we pivot our model um in such a way that we can take advantage of maybe a new space that opens up because of this change right um or very directly saying okay uh, because of the covid crisis what is it that's needed right now is it ventilators is it masks is it what is it that's needed right now and if we are already working with suppliers or manufacturers can we change completely our business model and take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of us right now in the short term right Uh, so a lot of our startups were thinking along those lines and i know that a lot uh, the mentors in nsr cell uh, were sort of encouraging that kind of flexibility uh, resilience but also flexibility right professor could you maybe give an example of this pivot from offline to online uh, from one of the startups at nsr cell sure sure so um a lot of the uh, a couple of uh, examples that come to mind uh, we have some startups who are in the learning space right uh, who have products that are uh, directed uh, towards uh, learning either for school level or for high school uh, lower school level high school level or uh, college level 
and the business model was targeted towards schools or colleges right and so it was a b2b kind of a model where you are actually going to these schools right uh, and that requires a lot of face to face um which is difficult and uh, because of the uncertainty schools are not really taking on new investments new projects at this time right uh but uh what has happened is that schools are not open so the kids are at home uh and parents are sort of at a you know puzzled by what do we do with these <laughs> these uh, little human beings running around all day long right um and so um uh, an nsr cell startup who uh, is in this space uh really kind of uh, pivoted and changed their business model uh to deal directly with uh parents rather than going via the school route right um so that was uh, one uh, change that comes to mind i think that edtech and online learning has seen a lot of growth in these times and it's both from the side of the students who are pursuing online courses and also from the side of organizations which are constantly offering new courses professor in these tough economic times when investors are putting fundings on hold and even backing out what role can the government and industry play in providing support to the startup world right right um so one thing to keep in mind is that industry itself is struggling right um uh so that's that's something to keep in mind uh but at the same time you know you could all also always it depends on how you're thinking about it if you're if you are you if you happen to be an established company that is not affected by uh the covid lockdown or is actually benefiting from the covid lockdown right uh laptop sales for instance or you know household like uh, high end roombas high end vacuum cleaners all of these are just i have just kind totally taken off right uh, so if you belong if you're fortunate enough to belong to uh, industries that have actually benefited from um, this kind of enforced uh, lockdown uh, this kind of enforced sort of social isolation right um, you could really think of it as an opportunity for you to uh, invest right uh, uh, so that it's possible uh, right so what i'm trying to say is that industry is also struggling right but of course there are pockets that are doing well uh, but my sense is that they are really just running to keep up with the demand those particular pockets right um let's uh, think about government uh, government i think can and should play a strong role at this time uh, it's true that they are also overwhelmed and they are battling with you know this crisis that's in front of us uh, but having said that this is a great opportunity i think for the government to really reach uh, and bolster it's it's actually really important uh, to do that uh, the only caveat is that uh, startups usually we really recommend that startups keep away from any kind of dealing with the government right and keep dealings with the government to the minimum uh which is a pity because at times like this it's only the government that can really uh, help when everything is going down right um so it would be great if the government could step in uh with grants with funding uh but uh the way that should be implemented has to be 
much less bureaucratic has to rely on judgment right uh, you cannot really have a very bureaucratic process when you're dealing with startups you have to have judgment right the people making the decisions have to be people who understand startups who understand business you can't have bureaucrats making decisions about who gets funding and who who does not get funding right uh and that that's not because bureaucrats are you know uh, it's it's just that they they work in a different realm uh they have to have a lot of paperwork uh to make sure and uh, that there is no sort of uh, partiality right so they have to kind of prove uh why they are making certain decisions right and when it comes to the startup world if you're a vc or an angel or a mentor it is impossible to prove why startup x is likely to do well and startup y is not right it's a lot about judgment and expertise and experience right and i think the bureaucratic world because of the way it is structured it's not really designed to take care of or to encourage the role of judgment and expertise right it's more about paperwork and sort of checking all the boxes and that 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 doesn't that doesn't really fit well with the startup world right um so 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 there's a there's an incompatibility there which is why um you know government attempts to get into the startup world always have a lot of mixed mixed results right um and the other thing is uh, the government uh, the the other problem is that uh, the other reason why mentors tend to uh, advise companies to stay away from the government and to minimize involvement with the government is because that the government any dealing with the government uh, introduces another level of uncertainty into the mix right already you are in this extremely uncertain situation and then you introduce the government and that introduces yet another level of uncertainty right and that just makes it impossible for you to operate uh and that uncertainty uh, can be because the rules keep changing the people implementing the rules and uh you know interpreting what the rule is keep changing uh which means that startups just cannot plan right uh, you have to have some level of uncertainty and introducing this into the mix just makes life really quite difficult right uh, so 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 yes uh, government funding government grants government involvement would help at this time uh, it's actually very much needed but it has to be done in a way that fits with the startup with what startups need right uh, and so if a plan is made the rules have to be quite clear the implementation has to be very simple it cannot involve a lot of red tape right startups cannot survive that yeah uh, and it has to involve judgment and expertise and not just checking some boxes right you submit two whole folders page of paperwork to me and then you'll get this right that's that's not the way to go that just does not that actually harms startups it doesn't help them right uh, so you know it, there's really a need to understand the startup world uh, before the government can effectively get involved with the startup world 
the government has taken steps to improve liquidity in the indian economy but as you said professor a system of providing quick grants and funding might prove to be very helpful to the startup ecosystem professor you talked about uncertainty which is a very prominent issue with startups and entrepreneurs have to deal with continuously and covid has brought with it very uncertain times what are some of the startups that you feel have done well from this period of lockdown and uncertainty yeah so um you know uh, companies which are online online entertainment companies especially uh, they seem to have actually benefited um there are certain sectors i think i mentioned before laptops things like that uh, have really sort of the demand has really gone up the prices have gone up as a result and uh, you know this is uh, uh, so i'm not saying this based on some systematic research right this is more based on the initial reports on what's happening right uh, so some sectors have uh, benefited uh, saas companies don't seem to be overly hit uh uh they might some of them seem to be getting new customers as uh, everyone around the world sort of scrambles to uh, to do everything online right uh, or at least they are not losing they don't seem to be as badly hit as let's say restaurants or the construction industry or the transport sector right uh, so those are the sectors that are that have been really badly hit right um so but but the thing is uh, you know all of this is so interconnected right you cannot um and startups rely so much on consumers the customers doing well so, or if it's a b2b model startups rely so much on the business customers doing well right and all of these are so interrelated uh, so you can't really have a situation where one or two uh, sectors are uh, badly hit and have no consequences on the other sectors right uh, you really have to think of this as this completely interconnected web that's what the economy is it's a extremely interconnected web right so you can't you can't ha- have uh, uh, certain sectors hit without everybody being affected right Uh, but yes there are some sectors uh, which do seem to have uh, come out of it slightly better than the others um and the ones which uh, have a strong online component uh, they seem to be the least hit definitely startups which already have online business models would benefit from this crisis which is actually forcing everyone to move to a digital setting professor a crisis of this magnitude tends to leave behind some permanent changes are there any new trends that you observe coming in the startup world due to covid-19 it's it's hard to say right uh, it also really depends on how long lasting the effect of these changes that we've seen are going to be in the future right uh, many companies have discovered and many employees have discovered that they can do their job quite well uh, while at home right and maybe it makes them more productive uh, maybe for the company it's better because it also 
in the long term term reduces your health costs uh, uh, all the uh, all the tension and the stress of traveling all of that right so it's possible that there would be even if the crisis really blows over quickly it's possible that there are long term changes but it's too hard to tell uh, at this point right we, it, we simply don't know uh, it's possible that those uh, those changes will happen uh, which might be good um, so um, there are people who stay 10 10 minutes away from their office and yet companies are saying just stay at home and work because in the past two months or three months they found that it works perfectly fine 90% of the tasks that you are assigned that you want them to complete can be done perfectly well from home um and so maybe you come in only once a week right uh, so this could really change how we work how we learn uh, how we interact with each other um it's it's too early to tell but uh, these are these are trends that we at least have to think about and startups especially should uh kind of constantly always keep these possibilities in mind so that they can be very flexible and as these changes happen see how they can take advantage of these changes yes professor in times of such uncertainty it might be tough to predict what a post covid world would actually look like professor we are coming towards the end of our podcast could you shed light on some of the learnings that entrepreneurs and startups can take from this period of covid-19 and maybe could you recommend a few best practices for the startups going forward yeah i'm going to i'm going to rely uh, on research uh, as always um uh, you know uh, prior research in times of economic bust right uh, during uh, times of depression uh, economic depression right uh, and covid is not exactly the same but you know there's the same elements of difficulty right uh, so uh, individuals that uh, come of age during such periods right who go into the job market do- during such periods where there just aren't any jobs right uh individuals who uh, who pass out uh, and go into the job market at those times even after 20 30 years research shows that those employees report a much higher level of satisfaction they tend to have longer tenures they don't quit as e- easily right uh, so what's the lesson in that for us uh, any kind of difficulty builds resilience and at the end of the day if you're a startup founder resilience is really the key to it all right um so it's it's this mix of resilience and flexibility that you really need to continuously practice and i think um this kind of a crisis period um of course nobody likes crises but if if a crisis is imposed on you uh, then i think it's a good way to look at it in terms of uh building resi- resilience and the same research uh, has been looked at from uh, at the organizational level of analysis right uh, so in individuals clearly it builds resilience right they people are more satisfied even up with their work even after 20 30 years right um same uh, results at the organizational level organizations founded during times of crisis 
and organizations that have successfully lived through times of crisis tend to tend to survive for longer right which makes sense when you think about it so these are organizations that were founded during really lean difficult times or these are organizations that have lived through and survived lean difficult times so going forward they always have that little bit of an extra advantage right so even after 50 years these organizations have a little bit of that advantage because of that resilience that got built into the dna of that organization right um so so again yes crises are not fun uh, but if they are imposed upon us uh they do have uh, some positive benefits uh and they force us to sort of uh really kind of take seriously this need for resilience and flexibility right definitely i think the pandemic has been a learning experience for everyone and that having resilience and the ability to adapt or be flexible can help an individual or a company deal with this uncertainty and changing situations Professor on an ending note could you kindly give some parting thoughts especially to upcoming entrepreneurs and students who might want to start up new companies especially after the situation normalizes Yeah yeah you know I um I'm very very gung ho about the startup world right I I think the people you meet uh it's just it's just a really a good group to be a part of right um, and at the end of the day that matters who are you surrounding yourself with uh, so startup founders typically tend to be extremely motivated people who are always up to all sorts of things right uh, so it, it keeps you young it keeps you excited and interested uh, so yeah so i would i would say uh, the fact that this uh, crisis is upon us um you know maybe this is a spur uh, to say okay let me give this a shot right and once you uh, i think all of our experiences that once you get involved in the startup world it's very difficult to kind of pull yourself out of it uh, uh, because then anything else becomes much less satisfying right uh, so so yeah so this maybe this is my bias because i am very gung ho about the startup world Thank you so much professor for your time. Those were some wonderful insights that we got from you during the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you Anandita for organizing and for uh, really nice uh, very very insightful questions. Thank you very much. So that's it from the IIMB podcast today. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. Do send in your comments, feedbacks and suggestions. and we will be happy to read them have a great day